This episode is brought to you by Auth0. That's Auth0.com. In this episode, we get to speak with creative coder, speaker, marine life enthusiast, and senior front-end developer at Shopify, Crystal Campioni. We get to chat about UJS, CSS, aquariums, oh my. Welcome to Thunder Nerds. I'm Brian Hinton. And I'm Frederick Philip Von Weiss. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a excellent show for you. So go ahead and start live chatting with us, ask your questions, and we'll be answering them in the order that they arrive. Additionally, if you can make sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Thunder Nerds. We would really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And Brian, back to you. Take us off. Yeah, I'd like to thank this season's sponsor, uh, Auth0. Um, do you know what's hard to set up securely? Unified logins for apps. Uh, they make it super easy because they, they provide a custom, secure, and standards-based unified login uh, as a service. Um, go to Auth0.com to get today to check it out. Um, also, uh, check out their YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash off zero for some great developer resources. Uh, everything from Gatsby to accessibility, they have all sorts of interesting stuff. Uh, and their Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash off zero. Uh, some great live streams. And last, Auth0 also runs Avocado Labs, an online destination for meetup events. And you can find that at avocadolabs.dev. Nice. Frederick. Very well said. Thank you so much, Brian. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and welcome our guest. We have an amazing human being tonight. We have creative coder, speaker, marine life enthusiast, and senior front-end developer at Shopify, Crystal Campioni. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. I'm super happy to be here. Excited for today. Yeah, we're really happy to have you. Um, So how, how, how would have things been uh, for you with the whole situation that we're in? Uh, I want to I want to read this quote uh, that you uh, put on Twitter here, which is, I'm getting so paranoid in 2020 that every time I get a new message under threads in Slack, it reads as, or excuse me, it reads as threats <laughs> and I have a mini heart attack. So yeah, yeah, I think we're, uh, we're all in that kind of mode. So yeah, it's, it's 2020 has been a, it's been a, been a whirlwind. So how, how's everything been for you so far? Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe I, I, I'm usually not as dramatic <laughs> as I was in that, in that suite. <laughs> but uh, definitely 2020 has been hard for, I guess, pretty much the whole world with everything that is going on. Like, uh, it's, it's actually even hard to remember everything bad that's already happened this year. Like, if, right, right. if we remember that in the beginning of the year, before the whole pandemic thing started, we, like, the news all over the, 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 the world was about the Amazon forest on fire and also Australia. And you can see, like, kangaroos on fire and other horrible yeah. things, yeah, just- you know? Awful. And this is just the beginning. Yeah, Am- so, Am- yeah, Amazon fire, Australia fire, California fire, and there were like five hurricanes at once. <laughs> and oh, then we yes. also had a, a zombie hurricane where the hurricane actually started to turn back around and said, mm, you know what, here I come back again. So, yeah, um, sure, climate change isn't real, right? Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> insane. Yeah, it's <laughs> The amount nuts. of things that happened this year. Uh, what about in uh, what about in your uh, actual uh, where you're living now? You're in Montreal, Canada, correct? Exactly. I, I arrived in Canada in January, actually, and I think that for me specifically, the timing was actually quite good because if I had waited just like one month more in Germany, I probably mm. wouldn't have been able to relocate to Canada, and I would have been uh, stuck there, uh, which would have sucked because I already had like all of these plans uh, to move here. So at least in that sense, I, I, I was lucky uh, with the timing of my relocation to Canada for sure. What's, What's the, the environment uh, like there? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Brian. Yeah. Brian, you ask it. No, no, already done. <laughs> yeah, what's the environment like there? 
in Canada right now? Right now, in terms of yeah. what you mean? In terms of the the COVIDs, like how how is uh, how is your situation there? Like for us in America, it, it's not good. Uh, from my understanding, people in Canada actually have the intelligence to put on masks when they should be putting on masks. Where here we have to convince people that science is real. Yeah, I mean, like th there were a couple of uh, uh, crazy people on the streets protesting against masks, but that's pretty much everywhere in the world. Like in Germany, we had the same kind of crazy oh, yeah. people protesting against masks. <laughs> uh, but I guess that uh, most people here are actually following the guidelines and also they don't want to get fined because if you don't wear a mask, you, you can get fined. <laughs> so I, I guess that that's, that's also contributing to the to, to people well behaving in general. Um, but I think that like, here things seem to be like kind of under control, but I think it was yesterday uh, or the day before that, uh, the government issued another alert uh, saying that Montreal specifically, that used to be like in the green level, uh, is now in the orange level. And the next one, like the red level, is when everything has to be uh, shut down, basically, and everybody has to stay at home. So that kind of sucks. But I mean, it was also uh, people people already said that we were probably going to have uh, a second wave. So it's it's not a surprise, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna end up being kind of like a tsunami, like where the waters are seeding and then giant wave. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Because of how people are acting in general, especially here. Um, it sounds like a lot of other countries are doing better. But then I then then I hear about over in Europe, the countries that I've followed there seem to have handled it well, but then they're getting uh, another wave. So uh I don't know. I feel like until we have a vaccine, we're all gonna be in this uh weird in between purgatory stage well even then we're going to need booster shots uh yeah, potentially yeah. but yeah who, who knows i imagine too this has uh obviously hindered your traveling because <laughs> you, yeah. uh, you 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 speak a lot and you you go out to all these different locations which is part of being a speaker um are you doing a lot more now virtual events? Are you uh, really into that? Or are you, are you really encapsulating yourself and your time in some of those here and there? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like uh, in the beginning, I was really shocked, I guess, by the whole uh, coronavirus situation. And I mm. uh, preparing preparing talks for, for, for conferences and stuff like that was not my top priority, especially considering that I had just moved countries. So the, there was also like a bunch of things that I had to solve in terms of like bureaucracy, finding an apartment, you know, buying furniture, all of those things that you have to do when you uh, when you move to a, to a new place. Um, so definitely this year was probably the, the, the year that I spoke the least in conferences since I started doing that. Sure. Um, but I guess it's also normal considering everything that's going on. How is your, um, you know, I'm sure you have like a certain style of, of of delivering your speeches. Like, how, what does that look like now that you're doing, you know, more the the virtual here and there? Yeah, this this was also something that I, that I, I can say that I'm still like kind of learning in the process uh, because it's it's completely different experience, I guess, when you when you go to a conference and you have the the possibility to to talk to people in real life, uh, and when yeah. you have to like especially like pre-recording things, right? Because mm. at least when you are uh, doing some kind of virtual event that is live and you can at least have some sort of feedback with the people that, that are uh, watching you live is different than when you have to like think about a format and, you know, create a video out of it. And then people are just going to watch that video uh, asynchronously. Uh, it's, it's completely different. So uh, it's definitely been a, a learning experience for me in terms of like how to choose the material, how I'm, I'm going to present the, the things that I have to say uh, when people cannot ask questions, for example. Makes sense. Brian? Uh, you asked my question already. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you using then to try to make these things more sticky for people to absorb uh like for example we have uh we had one guest on our show a while ago Faisal Abid, and he talked about how when he would uh create 
talks, he would make them like a, a movie trailer. And I, I think I probably cited the same thing to you when I talked, when we spoke to you last time at ViewConf in 2019, but like he, he makes, he tries to make them like a, like a movie trailer because he knows people can't absorb everything you're saying right there, but it's your chance to maybe jiggle the mind a little bit, get someone interested in a particular subject. Yeah, I think that this idea of uh, a movie trailer is definitely something super, super interesting. Uh, and I guess that like even even the format has to change. Like one of the things that uh, I notice is that like when people can jump to specific topics uh, when you have like a long video or something like that, uh, they are probably just going to skip the content that they are not uh, interested in, right? So it makes much more sense for you to like encapsulate. Uh, the specific topics into like self-contained units so that people can actually you know jump straight to the point that they are interested in uh, which is completely different for example when you are uh, creating a workshop that you're going to present live uh, because then it makes sense for you to have the the the, the content being like uh, the next section is going to build up on top of the previous one because everybody's going to be there for the whole day anyway. You know, people can't just like jump to four o'clock or something like that. So, uh, oh, imagine it's, how confusing it's definitely that would be. <laughs> I get it. Like you're up there, you're talking about something, someone pushes a button, you're like, oh, I got to talk about this now. <laughs> It'd be an interesting format for a talk. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to so, go ahead? I was going to ask if you want to touch on the other the next topic. Please do. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I didn't prepare the speech like I think you have, uh, but uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, this is obviously unrelated to Crystal. She's been in Canada and not from the U.S. She doesn't un, you know, quite understand the significance for us. Uh, she was born March 15th, 1933. Uh, she passed this week, uh, September 18th, uh, 2020. Uh, pretty significant. She was a, a, an icon uh, for a lot of people. Um, one, one of the, the first Jewish female Supreme Court justice. Um, I know in my household, it was very significant for her to pass. Um, yeah, uh, emotional myself talking about it a little bit but uh frederick did you have anything specific that you want to yeah want to i remember say? i was watching uh real time with bill maher um that might obviously communicate where my politics lie and i was um and right and like at towards the end they were like this happened i was like is that a joke uh, i was like what and then yeah. i looked it up and of course you know my phone's blowing up and i was like you know it's it's like one of those like it's fuck it's 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 horrible because yeah she's done so much for everyone um such a strong advocate and uh she'll be really uh really missed um amazing human being yeah we were having rosh hashanah so uh yeah. right, right in the middle of dinner is yeah. when, when uh i saw the news come up on my phone which i shouldn't have had my phone on me um so it was uh and i don't, not many people may, you know, our listeners may not know, but if uh, a, a Jewish person person passes away in a holiday, uh, mm -hmm. it means they're a very significant individual. Um, and for her to pass on Rosh Hashanah is very, like, meaningful. It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. well said. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll miss you. Uh, hopefully, yeah. you know, uh, we, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, everybody, November. November. Yeah. Let's get yeah. some change, please. God. Um, uh, let's switch well, to a, a more yeah. cheerful kind of fun topic. Uh, yeah. So for, what, yeah, let's, yeah. let's get back to Crystal. Crystal, you <laughs> were actually more of a, um, a traditional uh, painter, uh, a designer. You actually do a lot of, and, and start off with as well. And I think you still do them, uh, three-dimensional work, uh, which is really cool. And we'll put a link in the show notes to that. Like some of your, your 3D work, your game, which I think, kind of echoes into uh, what you're doing now, especially with your current YouTube videos, which we will also touch on more. But um, do you mind uh, walking us down the uh, the path you took as a career and and uh, talking about some of that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, actually, I think that my career path was not linear at all. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. what happened was that like I... Uh, 
I started working when I was really young just because I needed the money and I worked for this uh, furniture factory and I would do almost everything like from assembling furniture to uh, actually photographing products and then I started creating mm. some catalogs and this kind of thing uh, and then back then I convinced my boss that the internet was the future and that he maybe should uh, sell stuff online uh, and I'm convincing me yeah, <laughs> I, I convinced him to basically like pay me more uh, just so that I could build him a website to sell some like chairs and stuff like that. Um, but I had no idea how to create a website, even less how to sell stuff online. This was many, many years ago. Uh, and so I, I just like Googled stuff and started poking around to create something that kind of worked. I mean, it worked well enough for him to sell a few chairs and pay me that extra money that I had begged for. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, after that, uh, things were kind of like uh, happening. You know, I, I, I always liked to draw and I was like, I was always super interested in, in design. So I worked for a few years uh, in different uh, projects uh, related to design, like graphic design, creating catalogs and uh, ads for, for newspapers, these, these kinds of things. And uh, after a while, uh, uh, I basically, I, I noticed that the internet was the future. <laughs> so I should probably focus on the internet instead of creating uh, newspaper ads and these kinds of things. So I created a, a, a small agency that would basically like sell these kinds of services to small companies. So uh, creating websites, creating e-commerce, uh, basically like managing uh, branding online and these kinds of things. Um, and I actually like I had I had this small agency for a couple of years um, while I was also working full time for other companies. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's it just it's just like got to a point that I that I kind of like had to choose, you know, because you can't be a specialist in everything. Uh, so I remember that I had a, a, this conversation with my mentor back then and he told me like, Chris, so you cannot be like the an awesome designer and also an awesome developer and also uh, an awesome photographer or something like that. So you, you have to choose a one path for you to get a, a lot of like deep knowledge uh, because that's going to be important for your career. And I think that it was a really uh, good piece of advice um, because after I had this conversation with him, I, I decided to like learn uh, more about programming. And I think that that's definitely uh, something that was, uh, um, like you know uh, the the thing that made the, the most difference in terms of everything that happened afterwards in my life um because then i i had the technical knowledge necessary to implement everything that i could like dream about uh considering that i that i do have this background that i was super curious about the visual aspects of things now i had this tool that i could use to create like 3d models or you know physics simulations or uh, particle effects, all of those things, and and also like animations and stuff. So it, it's definitely something that helped me quite a lot. And uh, yeah, fast forward a couple of years, uh, I'm now working full time with these kinds of things. Did you ever imagine that this is where you'd end up when you were younger? Definitely not. I thought that I would be doing something much more cooler, like I don't know, I'd be an astronaut or something. <laughs> oh, really? Did, is yeah. that what you want? Was that your as a kid? I want to grow up to be an astronaut. Was that yeah, I thought I, I was going to be like an astronaut or maybe an aquanaut or something like that. You know, explore the world. I mean, it's yeah, not see, too late. I mean, <laughs> see, I, I, I thought you were going to be more of a because I, I know that you you have here that you. Uh, volunteered uh, for a design job at an aquarium. So I thought like the aquarium thing was going to be like the dream job. Is is that now still uh, the thing? Or like I, I picture you like at some uh, aquarium where you, where you retire and uh, taking care of sharks. Yeah, I mean, that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> sharks. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I should put a... I want an aquarium and take care of sharks. Absolutely. Perfect retirement. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just talking about that with your with your website here with crystalcampioni.com. Yeah, you, you know, you have obviously there's there's no motion in this image here, but you uh you have a really amazing website. You uh obviously have a very underwater theme going on. Um it's super cool and very original. So where does your um where does your love from 
marine life come from? Obviously, I, I don't I don't know if it was before you took that job volunteering for the aquarium or if it kind of grew from that. Uh, I, th I think I, I always I was always super super interested by marine life since I, I was a kid, uh, and, and this was always like a theme that I was super passionate about uh, ever since I guess. So uh, volunteering for for NGOs and these kinds of things were was just like a, a side effect of, of that I guess, uh, and it's definitely something that if I if if I was to to have like a, a dream job for sure if I if I could explore more. Uh, that specific aspect would be it would be absolutely amazing. Well, one thing I do want to point out about her website is uh, if you can go back to it for a second, Frederick, notice there's sharks and she has no lower body. Just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. So you, are you, you ahead know? from Futurama here? Is is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's to be honest, like I. I drawing myself about it, but I just thought that like my, my head has a bubble floats in there looks so much cooler. But I was like, I don't need a body. It's useless anyway. <laughs> I, I, think agree. I think it looks cool. Dark. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because I didn't even notice there wasn't a body. I was just like, that looks really cool. That that was my experience from it. I didn't catch the body thing. Yeah. And no, for... I, I actually did pay attention to the body. It was like a conscious decision. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and definitely go check out her site. There's an awesome like wavy effect to her site, and we'll have a link in our in the show notes for it. It's re it looks really cool. Yeah, and um, so so from that, uh, you know, you you started doing the development and uh, getting more creative with the coding, um, and now you are working at uh, Shopify. Am I correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so so do you mind telling us what exactly you do? What does it mean to be a senior front-end developer there and uh, what, what your day-to-day -day looks like? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think I was actually really lucky uh, to, 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 be, to work for Shopify because like when I, my, my title actually changed since I, since I joined the company um, because I joined as a, a senior front-end developer and then uh, the company decided that front-end development was just uh, a, too, too, a term that was a bit too broad. And they decided mm. to actually split it into two different roles. So front-end development mm. at Shopify doesn't exist anymore. Uh, oh, now what really? they do have is that they have web developers and UX developers. So I would fit in the UX developer role mm. uh, now after, after this, mm. uh, this split happened. And uh, I think it was amazing because once again, like the same thing that I was just talking about uh, when my mentor told me that I that I had to choose something to be like really good on that specific thing. Uh, I think that Shopify making the, this decision of splitting the role into two areas of specialization is, is amazing because then I can focus on uh, the things that I'm most mostly passionate about being like, uh, all of those things that, that, that I already talked about and being close to the UI layer and, and also taking care of things like performance and accessibility, um, while other people that are more interested in other things, like, for example, state management and uh, Redux and these kinds of things, they can take care of that thing, you know? So I think it's it's definitely a, a really interesting position uh, to, to be working at. So what's the... Uh, um... I'm curious about the separation in roles. I, I could kind of guess, but um, could you maybe elaborate on the the difference between a UX developer and web developer, like task wise? Like what? Yeah. What so basically, like if 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 you were to break it into really small tasks, like a web developer would do things like uh, creating all of the system to do state management, talk to the API. Uh, create, you know, configure webpack, these kinds of things. Uh, and the UX developer would be creating the, the components that gets the data from the state via props, for example, uh, implementing animations, uh, micro interactions, uh, uh, also like creating, uh, uh, making sure that the, the components are 100% accessible uh, and worrying more about like the performance on the browser layer. Um, so I guess that that's like the, the main difference. The, the UX developers are parts of like the UX team while the web developers are parts of the engineering team. Interesting. I, li I like the, uh, the focused specialization there. Like, like it's uh, a good way to go because I feel like too, too, ma too many times do, uh, does one person 
try to do too many things and to separate out like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So why don't we talk about, um, you made a, a, a kind of a leap uh, from, from like a 3D uh, designy kind of thing. And uh, I was wondering if the, the 3D part of what you were doing kind of got mm. you into the animation uh, stuff within CSS. Like, did, w was that like, a, you know, I want to make these things move. Uh, I, I want to do this for, for the web. Was, was that kind of the, uh, the spark in your mind that, that got you the passion to do that? Uh, I think it was the other way around, actually, because I, really? I okay. was already doing a bunch of things in terms of like 2D motion. Uh, and I was really curious to see how I could make things move in a 3D environment. So that's why I got into 3D. Uh, but I, I was definitely like uh, working with uh, 2D already and doing like CSS stuff and et cetera. And the, the, the 3D, the 3D parts was, was more of an afterthought, I guess. That makes sense. And I, I, I like too that, um, you know, you talk a lot about using uh, view with, uh, with CSS, because there's a lot of things that come out of the box with view that kind of assist you and you could leverage that and makes it a little bit easier to, uh, to understand or, or just to, to implement and get it out the door. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I think that view is definitely the, the perfect tool for you to create awesome stuff and really, really fast. Just because of the amount of things that it's just there, you know, you don't even have to go look for it anywhere else apart from the docs, which which is amazing. Like uh, if you compare it to any other sort of uh, JavaScript uh, framework, it's a, it's a really complete tool that you don't have to like uh, recreate the wheel all the time. You can just use the tools that are already there and uh, worry about the more creative parts of whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah and you're... Go ahead. And the fact that you don't have to have a whole like crazy build process, you can just include view in and, and use Online. it. Are, are you are you excited about uh, view three? Are you gonna change everything you've done to view three? <laughs> I mean, I am super excited, but uh, I think it's going to take me a while to, to change everything <laughs> <Yeah>. to view three. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I love how you um on on your YouTube channel you have that uh that Monster Slayer game. Uh, well maybe it was a actual video I saw where you're speaking. But you took that example of that Monster Slayer game and you elaborated more on top of it, and it was such a cool way to um to see that stuff in action and then look at the code that you had in there. It's, it's, it was amazing. Yeah, thank you. I'm really glad that you liked it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it was a really good good way to uh, to see how that stuff works. And I just want to put your YouTube channel up here for people to see. So youtube.com slash crystal campioni. Um, so check that out and we'll we'll have that in the in the show links. But do you mind if we talk about some of the topics that that you have on here? I know you, you just kind of started out uh, with, with this YouTube channel, but I'd love to touch on the motion design and view and uh, what that means and uh what you're kind of building towards with uh, with the YouTube channel. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, tell uh, us about it. Yeah, so basically <laughs> like the, <laughs> I was just taking a breath. <laughs> Sorry. So the, the, the idea there was basically because, uh, well, pandemic hit and I was stuck at home and I was like, oh, that kind of sucks that I won't be able to, to go to conferences and talk to people, but I already have a bunch of like cool things that I would like to, sh to share. Uh, and that's when the idea of uh, creating a YouTube channel came from. Um, so the, 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 the first videos that I published are basically like the, the introduction of the topic. So I'm covering things like how you create a CSS animation and how uh, easings work. Uh, and, and like, then I, I get into a little bit of uh, SVGs in terms of like, what are the elements that you can use inside of an SVG and how you can integrate those elements of SVG with CSS animations to make, to make things move basically. Uh, and the idea there is that I'm going to keep like building on top of these building blocks to explore more uh, complex topics like, um, you know, uh, using SVGs and CSS in view components, for example, to create reusable pieces of animation in your UI for, for your project. 
or uh, you know using Vue as a layer to uh, to, to interact with a uh, canvas elements, for example. Yeah, I love uh, how you illustrated some of these things, especially with the SVG. Like I, I didn't even know about the, <laughs> what is it, the use and being able to reuse it by just calling it. Like I was like, oh, that that just kind of opened the door for me to do like a hundred different things that I was thinking about. So that, that was so cool. But yeah, I, I like if I go back to that same uh, uh, example you have with the Monster Slayer game and then bring that back to here, because, you know, you kind of cite some of those things and then you have... Uh, the, the UFO that you're animating and just with some simple things you could do and leveraging view, it's amazing how fast you're able to execute these things. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Like honestly, you know, having uh, the possibility to create some dynamic inline styles and loops uh, can go a long way. So it's, it's, it's really a powerful, uh, powerful tool and you can do so much with it and so fast. Uh, before I uh, asked my question, uh, Frederick, br no, bring yourself up uh, for our, our audio listeners. Frederick behind him, because of the shadow, looks like he has wings. I've been looking at the entire show. It looks like he's got like <laughs> angel wings or something. It's uh, a look. I, I actually yeah, do have yeah. them. And, so, and then if if you look, if we want to do the same thing, if you look at Brian and look I, at his statistics. Oh, <laughs> Wait, there, which, there's, there we go. Yeah, hold on. There, there's a lot of things you could tell about Brian about how I like, amazing. I like the penguin one the the most because yeah, I, I, I like the Brian's obsessed with romance novels one the best. Uh, but of course, yeah. That, that, um, that's just me. My ahead, my my uh, question. I was I wanted to know what's coming up. Like, what are what are you doing next on the YouTube channel? Like, yeah. Not to pressure uh, you, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think that the, the the main idea is is to to keep building on on these on these topics uh, that I that I mentioned before. But I, I guess that I'm also like uh, going to change the format a bit, uh, just based on on these learnings that I was talking about, like uh, understanding that it's different when you create something for a. a, a you know, a, a, a workshop where you're actually going to be talking to people in real life. And when you are creating content for, for YouTube where, where people can just like jump directly to a topic. Uh, what I'm doing now is that I'm in a process of uh, reorganizing the material so that, you know, one video makes sense by itself without necessarily you having to watch the videos before that. Or if you if you you know if you jump to the last video, it, it has to make sense. You don't have to watch all of the other videos before that. So I'm re reorganizing structure uh, uh, and uh, prepare like adjusting the material so that it makes sense. But um, I'm going to post things soon, <laughs> really yeah. soon. Um, did you? I'm curious. Did you uh, just do record it all in one setting? Did you? Um... Did you did you do all the video editing yourself? Uh, it's I was I find that stuff interesting, so I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. So so what I, what I was what I was trying to do uh, also for me not to spend like one thousand years <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> recording <exactly>. videos. <laughs> I, I I usually try to record like uh, all the material that I will need for one specific video in once at once, and then edit that. Yeah, I, I do edit everything uh, by myself, uh, and then like. You know, try to 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 create one thing at one time uh, instead of like trying to record many things and then going back to it. But just because I would get lost in my own video files and I would get sick of looking at my own face. <laughs> what what was it like doing that? Like for you know people who are interested in doing something the same. Like what was it like? Like yeah. editing all your videos and seeing yourself, hearing yourself, and cutting yourself. It, it was super weird. But but I mean, I, I think yeah. that the editing part was actually kind of easy uh, yeah. i think that the the hardest part for me at least in the beginning was like looking at the camera jesus christ oh god it's so hard isn't <laughs> it? contact yeah it's horrible because then you're like this crazy person speaking by yourself to a camera in your living room and you're like am i am i being awkward <laughs> you know like <laughs> questioning your am i funny you know, like, oh people <laughs> yeah. i'm going to watch this thing I'm how long does it actually take you to put together a video just for context? Okay, so uh, I think that like the 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 part that takes most of the time is definitely preparing the material that I'm going to present. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but after that's done, I think that in a couple of hours, maybe I can uh, record everything and then edit everything, but not more than like one day. Oh, that's not bad at all. And, and for, for people that are looking to do something like this, that are inspired to start their own channel, what I, 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 a lot of times people think, oh, I need all this like weird, crazy software. What, what software were you actually using to put all this together? Yeah, I mean, that's not crazy software at all. Like, I, I, yeah. I do have uh, uh, an Adobe Creative Suite just, just because I, I, I do all of these things and I'm always using things like Illustrator and Photoshop and et cetera. So uh, as part of that, I also have access to the Adobe uh, Premiere and I've, I edit everything in there. Um, nice. there, are, there are like lots of pieces of software that are, are much less sophisticated and for free that you can do the same. So it's definitely not mandatory. Yeah, I mean, you could do this on iMovie. You could do it on iMovie on your phone. Uh, I know Mac has this really great application I enjoy using called Motion. It's 50 bucks and it's it's amazing. You could do everything in it. It's super cool. So yeah, you don't you don't need to uh, learn Premiere first if you if you have some kind of um, you know trepidation about like oh man, this is gonna take me like three months to learn before I can make a first my first video. You could you could do pretty much anything you want on like your Sega Genesis. Just go. Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. I, I do I do appreciate too how you carry the branding over into everything and really made it like seamless transition from your website to this and like it's all cohesively you. Um, well, I was I'm curious. Are you? Well, did you go back and forth between wanting to be like your YouTube channel, like with your face, or did you want it to be like just this name that you created that was that or uh, the creative coding with JavaScript channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, and to, to be to be honest, I'm not sure that like in the long run I am going to <laughs> the, the channel as being the Crystal Campioni channel. Because we're talking about it now, you have to. <laughs> you heard it here first, uh, exclusive. You know, just just because the the thing is that one of the things that I really wanted to do with this YouTube channel is to invite people to to you know talk about stuff with me. And then it's yeah. kind of weird if the, the channel is like mine, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like, I, I don't know. I think that it, it might change, but for now, it's the Christmas. It's your talk show. It's your talk show. You can just introduce, hey, hey, I'm Crystal, and this is, <laughs> today we're talking with. There you go. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah problem it, it's mandatory that you have to keep it in the, the aquatic theme. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, every guest you put in the helmet, surround them with sharks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> nice. You know, I wanted to ask you about your uh, some some of the tweets I saw uh, uh, on the old online about how you actually have uh, you touched a lot of people and you inspired a lot of people and got them thinking about uh, a career doing this. And I'll, I'll read one tweet and we'll, we'll put a link to the show notes. And it says how... Um, you conducted an amazing, I'm, I'm quoting a, a tweet here. You conducted an amazing lecture a lecture in 2016 and uh, at a RubyConf and about SVG and front-end development. Because of that, I was sure it was the career path I should have. She's great, and I do recommend her content about development. Now, that's, that's a really, really cool tweet. Like, how... How do you feel about, you know, uh, inspiring people and uh, getting people uh, interested in development? I, I mean, honestly, the, these are the sorts of things that really do uh, make me happy because I think that uh, after you put a lot of effort in some kind of uh, presentation or, or something like that, and then you, and you read a tweet like that, it's, it's absolutely the, the best feeling in the world, especially because it's the, it's the whole goal, you know, like when I create these things, I'm not creating them for myself. The, the main point is for sure to, to inspire people and to, to get people excited about the things that I'm passionate about. So I, I was really happy <laughs> when, I, when I saw that tweet. <laughs> and it's definitely the, the, the sort of thing that uh, pushes me forward and, and makes me uh, not give up you know, in, in, in highs or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I imagine like over time, you you know, you you've you've spoke at a lot of these conferences. You probably um, helped out a lot of people, and again, that's from just 2016. So I'm sure you know exponentially. That's that's been growing and growing and growing. And now with these YouTube videos uh, that you're putting out as well, um, you're really uh, helping out the community. Yeah, for sure. And and I, I mean like. Uh... Every time that 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 somebody talks to me about something like that, it's it's always such an amazing experience. Uh, just because like it's a it's reassuring to 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 know that you actually helped somebody. You know, like you actually made a difference. So it's it's definitely the 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 best thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Do you have somebody like that that helped you get into uh, mm. into this uh, industry? Uh, well, I, th I think that every time that somebody asks me this question, I mention her, but uh, <laughs> Sarah Dresner is definitely the biggest inspiration for me. Like, she's absolutely amazing, and uh, okay. I've been following her, her career for, for a long time now, and it's, it's absolutely amazing, for sure. Okay, I, I have a sad moment. If she happens to hear this... You blocked me some for some reason. I don't know why she blocked me because I'm. She I'm blocked you? Yes, I. I. It's like I was really upset. I was like, "Why did Sarah block me? What did I do?" Um, <laughs> I, I. My theory is she blocked all the people in some thread or something, and I happened to make a comment there. But um, yeah, I was really upset. Well, you know, sometimes people yeah. just go through yeah. and they make like a quick audit, and they're like, "You know what? Yeah. Everybody's gone," and you you could have. Uh, Fallen into that. Sorry to hear yeah. that, Brian. Yeah, yeah, but but she is definitely. I mean, yeah, I subscribed to her, her thing as well and uh, newsletter, and yeah, she's an amazing person. Yeah. So I want to see her tweets again. Someone <laughs> tell her. <laughs> well, Brian, hopefully by some strike yeah. of lightning, yeah. oh, uh, some, some luck, yeah, she will uh, hear this and and start uh, unblocking you, and you'll be able to follow her again. You know, but you know, well, let's wait for that lightning. Speaking that of which, was, that was uh, Frederick's amazing segue to our lightning round, Crystal, uh, where we each <laughs> where we each ask you questions. Uh, you answer it uh, in sequence. It's like kind of a uh, quick back and forth, uh, you know, question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll go first. Um, where do you m not mind waiting? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Where do you, where do you not mind waiting? Like a location. Yeah, like a location, yeah. My, I really didn't understand the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, uh, you don't mind waiting in a line. You don't mind waiting in... Uh, ah, okay, okay. Like, now I got the question. Okay, okay. so <laughs> it, it was not such a lightning question. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe in an aquarium. Why not, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is a new technology that you're super interested in? Uh, new technology, Rust. Rust is super interesting. Okay, I'd love excellent. to get more into it. What what chore do you hate doing? Uh, dishes. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> nice. What do you think about the new editor from uh, Panic? I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little early. <laughs> I'm excited well, to check it out. Yeah, ditto. Uh, well, I have been. It's interesting. Uh, what was your favorite fairy tale growing up? Favorite fairy tale? I was not actually super into fairy tales, so I can't choose. Acceptable. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Like, what's your favorite quality about yourself? Uh, I'm humble. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting answer. You're does, humble. Does it count when you say it yourself? <laughs> um, when when you have thirty minutes of absolutely free time, how do you pass it? Uh, I guess it depends on the weather. If the weather is nice, I go outside and draw some somewhere. That's fair. What do you think about uh, iOS fourteen? You into it? I saw videos about it. It's it's interesting. I like widgets, but I haven't actually had the time to explore it and see if I'm actually going to use any of those new features. Nice. Fair enough. You're in the circus. Would you rather be the person with their head inside the lion's mouth or get shot out of the cannon? 
totally the person with the head inside of the lion's mouth. That's pretty awesome. Wow. In oh. a row too. Yeah. What is uh, one of the books that has really inspired your career? I know. And uh, let me preface for a lot of people. It's this book from, oh, uh, from Sarah, Sorry, a lot about, <laughs> about design systems. And we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. But what, what's one of the books that has uh, really inspired your career? I think that if I had to choose just one, uh, mm -hmm. probably don't make me think. It's like the biggest one that I think mm. it's super interesting is, and it's still relevant even even though it's a it's a quite old book now. Definitely that one. Would you rather be able to copy and paste in real life or undo? Ooh. Undo for sure. Why would I want to copy and paste in real life? <laughs> Money. <laughs> yeah, no. Manzu, all of my mistakes would be enough for me to have a lot of money. <laughs> Crystal, serious question. You come home. It's late at night, like one in the morning. It is raining cats and dogs, almost quite literally. All you want to do is get in the house. You open the front door. You look in. It's dark and there's a ghost. What do you do? I cry until the ghost dies again it's a ghost it's already dead <laughs> i don't know <laughs> okay crying acceptable like, cry yeah what? cry until it goes away <laughs> what uh font are you currently using in your code editor uh i think it's called fira code uh it's one that does the like transforms the arrows into arrows and stuff like that what is your code editor uh vs code Nice. What? Dreamweaver. Oh, that'd be great. Microsoft's version. Dreamweaver too. Uh, if Mars was livable, would you accept a one-way ticket there? Oh, definitely not. No. No aquariums, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would I do what would I, would I do that? Just sands, you know, no water, no. Follow-up question. You get to Mars, there are aquariums, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Do you go? The government was hiding it the whole time. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll maybe I go. Maybe I go. <laughs> okay, okay. Hopefully this question Look doesn't Look up get... the Majestic 12. It's it's in there. Hopefully this question doesn't get you in trouble, but what, if anything, have you ever regifted? Ooh. Ooh. Oh Jesus. I, I I don't think I ever actually did that. <laughs> You could tell the I truth. I don't know. Yeah, but I, honestly, I don't think I did. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she's laughing about it. <laughs> For our audio listeners that can't see the video, she's shaking her head. So just, you know, you could go back. <laughs> just, just kidding. Crystal, what is your favorite cartoon as a kid? Uh, my favorite cartoon as a kid? Uh, I think it's called Pinky and the Brain. Is it that name in English? Yeah. Pinky in the brain. Right. Pinky yes. in the brain. Yes, brain. exactly. Brain. That one. Yeah. I love that one. What are we doing today, Pinky? <laughs> brain, brain, brain. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Where can we find any rubber cows this time of night, Brain? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, what a fact amazes you every time you think about it? A fact um, amazes me, uh, like in a good sense or in a bad sense? Either. Either. Just amazes. Amazes. Okay. I think that every time that I think that like all of us, we are just, uh, you know, biomaterial, it's it's, a, it's such a weird thing to think, you know? It's, it's really bizarre, actually, you know? We're just like flesh and bones. Yeah. And if that you go smaller me. than that, we're just photons. Exactly. Yeah. It's really weird. We're information. Crystal. What podcast are you listening to currently that uh, that you use to just kind of unwind? If uh, any, I think that the truth is definitely my favorite pod podcast to to unwind. Hmm. Uh, it's it's really nice. They 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 do like these short stories that you can just like listen to it, uh, but they have like actors and stuff. So it's almost like you're watching a movie, but it's just like the audio part of it. So it's 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 really cool. Oh, that's neat. What's the uh, the last event that you went to before the pandemic? Ooh. The last event. 
I think it was actually the View Conference uh, of 2020. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. It, it was the last, the last one because I remember that I was actually a bit afraid to go because I would have to like get in a plane and stuff. And people were not sure yet if the pandemic was like a global thing or not. So I decided to go in the end. Uh, but that was the last thing I've been to. Yeah. Wow. What What are you doing to um, have a sense of normalcy in your life? Like what's what's one, two or three of the things that you do every day, such as like, oh, you know, at noon, I always go for a walk, et cetera, et cetera. What are those things that help you get a sense of uh, a regular life? Yeah, so I think there are there are a couple of things like uh, every, every day before I start to work, I, I exercise at home because, you know, <laughs> coronavirus but at home oh you're not uh, going to the gym <laughs> no <laughs> not uh and also like after the day is done and i'm i finished work uh, i usually go for for a bike ride uh and stop in a park somewhere and then call like a friend or a family member and uh just talk to them in a park even though i'm by myself i think that that definitely has helped quite a lot nice so you you turn around and you start to walk out the door and you, you trip over something and slam into the wall and hundreds of gold bars fall down that were hidden in the ceiling. Uh, you're okay. You're okay. Uh, you have all of this money suddenly. What do you choose to do now? I mean, honestly, I'd probably donate it to some charity because like, what can you do with money nowadays? You know? <laughs> I was thinking aquariums or something, but okay. Donates the money to an aquarium. <laughs> there you go. Let me ask you: If you could not have a computer for the rest of your life, and I think we all know what the answer is going to rotate around. But if you could not have a computer for the rest of your life, what would you be doing professionally? Uh, something that involves diving, probably. Okay. I guess. What What is your comfort food? Comfort food. I think uh, sushi. Oh, I love sushi. What's your role, your go-to role? I, I actually prefer the ones that are just a fish, you know, like yeah. sashimi. Yeah. Sashimi, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I love some yule sashimi. Oh, it's so good. Japanese food is the best. Yeah, it really is. What's one pet peeve of yours that you wish that you could just get rid of and no longer be a pet peeve because it hampers your enjoyment of life? Ooh. Oh, that's, Ooh. that's, that's a hard one. I'm such an easy person to please. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. I think that, um, people named yeah. Brian. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Did I say that loud? I was sorry. Was inner monologue. Just. No, I, I don't know. Like the, the, there are some, some, some fashion trends that, that annoy me, but not enough for me to, you know, <laughs> not enjoy life because of that. I'm, I'm sorry, wh which ones? <laughs> I gotta know. <laughs> like, for example, transparent plastic fanny packs that oh, God. seem yeah. to be like trendy now. And I'm like, why? Why would you I do that? Like, I, I get the funny pack part. You know, at least it's like useful. It, it's easy for you to get your stuff. But transparent? I, I mean, I, I honestly, I wouldn't want everybody to know what is inside my fanny pack. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't understand it, really. Yeah. People are fun. What uh, uh, what music are you listening to? You you had yours. What music are you listening to that you uh, you're you're really enjoying lately? Uh, well, to be to be honest, like I, I usually listen to the same kind of music that I have been listening to for like twenty years. <laughs> okay, which is uh, I, I I really like indie rock stuff, like for example, um, Arctic Monkeys, uh, Strokes, these kinds of things. Nice. What is an irrational fear that you have? Uh, maybe the ghost that you you guys just mentioned that is supposed to be inside of my house. It's, it's behind that door right now. So. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, say yeah. What is that thing behind you? That thing that's moving? Why is your door opening? Oh, it looks like it has like three eyes. That is so frightening. Oh, it's creeping up behind you like what? that shadow on the wall. Oh, Why there's no hand going up. Why three eyes? <laughs> Why not? It's a monster, right? It has to have three eyes. All right. Yeah, fair enough. What uh, what uh, um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, what are do you do any sports? Any sports you enjoy? 
Uh, well, I mean, to watch, I don't actually watch any sports, um, but, I, but I do like, you know, cycling, for example, cycling. from time to time. Yeah. Nice. Sports ball. <laughs> sports ball. Uh, um, what is something you miss most about being a kid? About being a kid, I don't know. I think I missed my the, the breakfast that my, my godmother used to prepare me. It was absolutely the most delicious thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to know what it is. <laughs> well, Follow-up question, what is it? Thank you. Uh, I, I th she used to prepare tapioca for me, which is like these, this little um, uh, white thing sandwich that you flip to the middle. And then you put a lot of stuff inside, like uh, cheese or even just butter. It's it's just absolutely tasty. Yeah. Oh my god, you just got me so hungry. Yeah, that one. It's definitely the thing that I missed the most from my childhood. <laughs> Good, Brian. Uh, I, I'm curious. Do you do the same things that you did before the pandemic to get ready each day? Do you, like do you get up, do your normal routine, get dressed, uh, or do you just wear pajamas? <laughs> Oh no, I, I can't. Actually, this this was uh, this was a funny topic because when everybody started to work from home, uh, me and my colleagues we had this this conversation about uh, what it what is that like makes you uh, get into the work mode when you're working from home, and everybody had like different kinds of like triggers uh, for their work modes when they are at home, and I figured that like my work my work trigger is wearing a bra, <laughs> so if I'm not wearing a bra, <laughs> I'm not working. <laughs> But if I am, work mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think mine's like combing my hair. That's about I, it. Yeah, I just yeah, I just get fully fully like go through the whole normal routine. Um, yeah, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do, have, do you have any more um, uh, rapid questions, Brian? Um, that's that's all all I got. We're almost to the end here, Frederick. You want to take us? Yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, two final questions we like to ask everybody. First one, uh, pretty important. How do people find out more about you? Obviously, they could go to your website, which is crystalcampioni.com. Uh, we have your YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash crystalcampioni. And then uh, on Twitter, your uh, twitter.com slash crystalcampioni. Is, is, uh, am I touching on all the, the main bases here? Yeah, for sure. That covers okay. it all. All right. Perfect. Okay. Um, uh, and last question that we'd like to ask is, do you have any final words of wisdom for the audience? Anything that you'd, uh, you like to say, things that you, uh, you know, provide advice for everybody that normally? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not a, a general advice. It's just something that uh, I like to remind myself every day, even though like sure. the word, the world kind of sucks now with the whole situation uh, but uh, you know we, we have to have hope that things are going to get better there is a, a vaccine in the horizon so hopefully things are going to slowly start getting better uh, well my friends in Europe are already traveling again so hopefully soon it's going to be well, us <laughs> so yeah that's 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 it yeah, well said. I mean, you know, people don't realize that it, it wasn't just 100 years ago, like, what was it, the the flu in like 1910 yeah. or whatever. Like, we, we've had some of the, yeah, yeah, we've had some of these things uh, more often. Like, that, it's just that the world didn't have this kind of level of travel and the world wasn't as small since uh, we didn't have the internet uh, pre, you know, this century. Uh, if you look at, I think there was like a, some kind of crazy flu that happened in 68 or 70 that was uh, along the same lines, but just, you know, we didn't have the same kind of uh, high traffic ability to get it around the world. So things like this happen and it will, it will pass and we'll, we'll get to uh, that normalcy. Hopefully. I, I would like, yeah, I'd like to say thank you for joining us. Time is the most valuable yeah. thing that any of us have and for you to spend, you know, an hour with us means a lot and, you know, sharing your time with us. So thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. It's been a pleasure for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo exactly what Brian just said too. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Crystal. Really, really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, thanks everybody for watching. Really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. 
honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us review. Keep a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton. I, I like romance novels. They have happy endings. Oh man, I am rude. I am, I am rude. <laughs> oh, I guess no one's watching. That's shocking. <laughs> exactly. I love Frederick. I love Frederick. I love Frederick. I love Frederick. I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about?